And we're back with another episode of the Yuppie Noir Podcast. This is Bowlegged Lou. <laughs> oh, we, we going out the oh, gate somewhere. We doing this. Ooh. AKA Carla. <laughs> B-Merch was good. Young Doisy, man. What up? What up? And fam? we back at it. What's going on, fellas? Ooh, lots lots of good way. energy, good vibes today. Yeah. I felt like I felt a little left out because y'all had, you know, uh, monikers and AKAs and also known as, so... That was a little one from pullback from my my football days. So okay, bowlegged Lou, yeah. uh, I hear you, bro. Don't use that. Oh, you, so you gonna use that <laughs> as cannon fodder? What? Hey. You should, that's your name, bro. Right, ladies hey, love the cool. bowlegs. It's cool. It. It's cool. Hey, Lou. We was down in Miami the one day. I remember All that. right, Mac, 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 <laughs> Mac. Uh, so uh, what's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? Chilling, macking. Ah, uh, backpacking. A little sore. You know, just coming back from a, a great victory. Indeed. Getting them chips with us. Mm. Um, great game yesterday, fellas. For sure. We had a, a men's league basketball game. We kind of got a little, you know, a bit of the short end of the stick because we had to play a back-to-back game. Um, we were the number one seed. However, they scheduled our semifinal game at 8 o'clock and then the championship game at 9. So, obviously, we, we breezed through the 8 o'clock game, but, you know, it's a little bit tough on the legs for that nine o'clock game, but luckily, you know, Dwight got in his bag. You know, I got in my little duffel in the, in the first game. Dwight closed out in the second one. Brandon rebounding, getting boards, and ones all crazy, pick and roll, lock up, lot lock up. I mean, we do it all. So Jordan, Josh, Jordan, Chicken. jumper, Josh. Shouts to them. Shouts to the fillet bunch. Uh, fillet. <laughs> but you know, that's what we do out here: get chips, but staying athletic as well as uh, you know, in the business world. But uh. What else? What else is going on this week? Any any news? Nothing like that? Nah, I mean, right now, just um, still scouting, seeing uh, other opportunities. I was talking to you last week about just still looking into that. So when my year comes up in April, mm-hmm. um, I can begin to start, like, shadowing or contacting people, yeah. um, seeing what the uh, next step for me is going to be. Well, no doubt. Always good to look ahead. Um, even when you're, you know, feeling good about where you're at, still be planning for that and, and preparing for that next step. So, uh, you know, that's always always good. Kind of the same situation where I was um, looking for a new apartment, but then kind of got behind eight ball. And then, you know, with my lease being up shortly, just uh, end up just re-upping my lease. So, uh, you know, I'll be here with you guys for another little Oof, while. Another year. Another year at another the uh, at, in Bel Air. Uh, <laughs> uh, what about you, Dwight? Speaking of Bell, yeah, we're, we're rotating time. But um, yeah, not nah, just you know, just trying to be a productive citizen in um society, you know, try to you know keep my head above water, stay low, stay out of trouble. Um, still working toward my goals. Um, chilling, macking, big backing, backpacking, backpacking, mm. you know, all that. So you know, um, that's all. Trying to stay in shape, but I, that's the next. My next big goal is really. Stop playing in um, like gym membership now. Time to really grind because I, I saw that I'm kind of losing a step, but I ain't losing losing a step when I'm playing ball. But I'm trying to get back to the – I'm really looking like my body type looking like Raymond Felton right now. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. I love Raymond Felton. Shout out to you. What up, boy? 
It's good. But right now, I don't like. I don't. I can't accept it right you now. You think he's listening right now? <laughs> <laughs> you said what up to him? Like you knew he was in the, a part of our listenership. OG, you, you know, never grow, know. Growing day know. by day. I might add him after that. this. Oh, big facts. But um, I just don't like my body looking like yours, bro. So uh, we, we don't. Yeah, you know I mean. So we gonna work on it a little bit. No doubt. No doubt. Speaking of Bel Air, just quick. Shoot. We saw, I don't know if y'all saw it this week, but I saw that they had a trailer for a Fresh Prince movie. I did see, so I saw that this morning, right? And I was Weird. like, well, I, I kind of dug the concept a little bit, but it was like a little too serious. Like, Facts. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was always like funny to me. Right. And I didn't see any charisma. I didn't. The dude who was playing Will Smith, not electrifying nope, not or anything like that. Not they they made it like all. mad serious. Like he got caught with a gun. Right. And he got had to get shipped out to Bel Air. That's so funny you house. said that. I saw that like literally this morning. Yo, they got Michael B. Jordan. It was having a serious <laughs> behind conversation. Well, this is your I, in this house. I'm not your uncle. I'm the law. I was like, and bro, even, knock even, it off. Even, Carl, even Carlton wasn't funny. It's like, bro, like Carlton just, had a little swag. That's what I'm saying. Right, like a regular dude. Like Carlton like, was the Ill one right, that group. to be like, honest, to keep it a bean. Like, but yeah, uh, I hope. Well, I, it looks like it might be an independent type of film. It is. It looks like it's. I think it's Netflix. I it, think Netflix created. No, no, no. That can't be Netflix not, quality. I pray saying. that's not Netflix. Or are they putting it on Netflix or something. Yeah, well, I don't know. I hope they do their best and send it to a little film festival. Maybe they could parlay that into something else. But that one wasn't it, Chief. That's not. Nah, that's we're not, not. We're not doing that. Me and the Chief linked, and I, he I, said that wasn't it. Nah, it, it, it looks like it can be something that's uh, for nostalgia purposes. I think um, I don't know how well it would do, but I appreciate somebody trying to remake it into like a little movie. Um, and it looks like the the, the concepts are, are hitting. It looks like there's a story again, of like the Fresh Prince story, but they added a little cinematic to it. So I mean, I mean, hopefully it's something that's not BS. And I hope I think I saw a lot of good feedback. I got saw a lot of negative feedback as well. But hey, any feedback is good feedback. Any press, at so. least people are talking about yeah, it. Yeah. It kind of yeah. got a little viral steam. I. I I think that, like, I was thinking, it's funny because, you know, shower this morning, I was thinking, I was like, so how would they end up doing that in terms of, like, let's say they make it a three-feature type of thing, right? The initial one would be how he ends up coming to Bel Air, but I'm trying to think, like, what episodes that, like, stood out in the series would they actually do? I don't know if they or, have or to they, do. Or they, 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 they had to the own. They, right? they, they would just have, like, the, the, the people concept. in places yeah, they had and they make one, up their though. own story with that. They had one where they met, where when he met Jazz, like, and he met him in the, in the, in the, um, the CD sh- uh, shop. Like, like yeah. that was a, that was a prominent scene. So I think they're going to, incor- they got to because it's for nostalgic purpose. And I think that's kind of where you kind of tread lightly in a way because it's like, you got one side of people that's like, yo, you might be tearing apart a classic part of our childhood and making it kind of look like something completely different. And then you got other people that's like, oh, I appreciate you trying to bring back, you know, something that but, we grew up on. But, but I'm going to go one up. Like, I mean, I don't know if it's the same. I like to reach a little bit. Um, Aladdin. Okay. People was kind of dogging the whole Will Smith. At first, when, like, Will Smith is going to play the genie. Uh, no, everybody was, everybody was loving it. Yeah, and but then now they the see trend, it, now they like, The trailer looks kind of crazy. Yeah. Sure. And, and also, I'm over to, like, n- like, nostalgia is great. We all 90s babies. We love it. But some things you got to just leave alone. Yeah. 
and and you know whoever you get to play that or whatever yo the classics are the classics and don't mess it up and I, i've always been a proponent of yo get creative we right now we only doing tons of remakes and just uh you know doing spinoffs and things like that like get creative make up your own content but obviously it's easier to just rehash content that already worked because it has a built-in audience but still I'm, I'm all for the creativity in terms of endeavors like that but they said they're trying to bring back rugrats again too i said nah bro let it be like, man bro that's a classic but one of the topics we're going to jump into is this whole varsity blues scandal as they're dubbing it um, it had a couple of big names in terms of Felicity Huffman and Lori Laughlin. Uh, I believe it was Lori Laughlin, which was the one that played Aunt Becky in Phil, Full House. Um, I could be wrong. It might have been the other no, one. Was, no, okay. was, yeah, Laughlin yeah. was the other one that played cool. And so uh, there's, there's been a lot of memes online talking about, you know, basically basically the, the scandal with them is about uh, college admissions cheating a scandal uh, based around uh, people taking SATs for um, other students, uh, paying off uh, certain proctors for these exams, and also paying uh, certain athletic programs to uh, fake recruit their children so that the academic standards and academic rigor for them to get into these schools that they want them to get into are, uh, are lowered. And then once they end up getting into that school, then they stop the recruitment of them. Uh, what did you guys, uh, do you have any input or anything to add to our listeners' sort of understanding of the case? Um, as far as, I mean, that that's, I mean, I'm not as surprised as hearing the story now. Um, it's kind of interesting to see it in that depth of, hey, this guy, like, altering SAT scores. Someone paying the proctor so that they can sit in and take the test for them. Um, but as far as the money aspect, man, like, they really go into the extreme limits of paying like fifty thousand, five hundred thousand, uh, to just alter some score, just to get them accepted into the schools. Um, I knew money kind of. I thought the the process is if a, a, of a person said they want to pay full to get into a school that they donate to the school. I thought that kind of bypassed all the the um the recruiting aspect of it as well. Right. But I didn't know like you you just can't be a donor. You still kind of have to meet some type of academic uh, achievement, especially for the upper echelon schools. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is what it is. I mean, um, I ain't mad at these parents trying to help their kids out in any way possible, shape, or form. See, now here's where I, I disagree with that okay. because you say that they're, the parents are trying to help out the kid. I think them. it's I think it's rooted in themselves and their own insecurities like you said and you brought it up earlier how some of these uh rich you know people they hang around these certain circles and Mm -hmm. country clubs and things like that and when they go to talk about their kids they use their kids as basically like a poker chip yeah oh little maddie got into princeton oh Mm -hmm. uh uh alton got into yale what what have you so-and-so is going to usc so when they you know their kid isn't meeting the standards uh, to SATs to get into these schools and things like that. It looks bad upon the circle. Right. It looks bad upon the parent. Yeah. So they're like, hey, I'm going to do whatever I got to do to get my kid into this school so that I could use that as a bit of social currency so on, on my end. Club. Right. So, so, so that I don't look crazy out here like, oh, my kid is stupid. And now, if that's the case, then that's, that's unfortunate. But I just look at it as every. Uh, group of people is trying to get some type of advantage into these schools, right? So if you live in a, an impoverished area, sometimes that gives you a little advantage when you're applying to a certain school. Being a certain ethnic race gets you an advantage when they have to fill their type of quota or something into these schools. Um, I don't think there's nothing that benefits wealthy uh, 
kids or parents like kids itself like other than they have the, the tools and the, resources I think the wealth itself is a large benefit and, well, and also the 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 people that you know right because if they're in these circles and they know somebody that knows somebody you you know it's all life is all about connections but you still if, have if to they get, have that right but they have the money and they have the connections that a regular person uh, you know who is maybe from a lower income type of household and doesn't know you know all of these people have that's a big leg up i think what can connections do if you still have to meet the certain like you gave me like like uh, standards of that that university, but everybody got to meet those certain standards. Just right. because, like, just because you're a minority, if you don't meet certain academic standards, you're not getting in. I don't know. And, and I think when, with certain, you know, minority classes where you know, uh, not necessarily affirmative, potentially affirmative action. What is, is yeah. affirmative yeah. action used yeah. for schools? I think as well? so, I so. But I think those students still have to meet a certain standard in terms of their in Rules terms of their grade point average or, or their academics. They're not just going to bring. People that can't do the curriculum, and it's well, just a waste. Well, because even when it comes to sports, if you're playing, if you're a student athlete, oh. your standard is a little different right. than the, the average student. But that okay, but that's a benefit that they got because they earn that though through the, through their through, through their sports uh, by what they could provide to the school so, on so, the field. So, so again, so, so instead right, of providing sports it, on the field, I'm providing you cash. Right, I'm, right, providing, right. I'm providing you something sure. that's going to give you and that's been going, the ability I, to buy right, facilities That's been going on like for that. hundreds of years. I you believe don't think so, too. People I believe been so, too. Ban, pardon me, paying their way into these Oh, 100%. Schools. That's why I don't know why this is like a thing, thing now. Because right. I'm pretty sure... People that are who have names on buildings, I'm pretty sure they're right, kids. That's and kids. Kid in regardless. Yeah, like, right. I, I don't. But a school like USC, and I only say USC because that was one of the ones that was implicated mm -hmm. in this. I feel like there at that school, there are already so many people that are in Hollywood, yeah. and so many people that like your money. Like nothing, yo, man. that that full house money ain't cutting it here. Like <laughs> your full house money ain't even buying a locker room mm -hmm. here, son. Like come on now, we got we got Steven Spielberg's over here. You feel me, like. We got Aaron Sorkins. Get right. that scram. So again, they I think they maybe found an alternate method of rigging the system itself. If they can't buy their way into the schools, let's let's go to the source. Let's start it earlier and let's get somebody to take the SAT. Well, um, it's unfortunate, you know, because you want your kid you want to teach your kids to to succeed and, and work hard to get whatever they can get. You know, what kind of example are you setting where you're, you're changing the rules or trying to or cheat the system to get you in? I don't think that's Because you're going to be spoon-feeding your kid for the rest of your yeah, life. Because right. I, I, I show it funny. Okay. I, it's so funny because I work with accounts like that where, like, these these rich folks, they set up these trust funds. And what happens is kids get the money, like, when they pass away or whatever, and they don't know how to survive without it. Like, the one, there's just one lady I had. For just as an example, no names or nothing, obviously. Please don't. But You're fired. no, 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 we good. But it was a situation where she didn't have a job until she she didn't she still didn't have a job, and she was fifty by the time that she inherited the money. That's crazy. And it's like, how do you not know? Like she don't know how to work a computer. I'm like, how do you not know how to do these things at age fifty? Does she need to know though? You she do. about to inherit some money? No, she or? inherited and she blew through it. It's oh. it's gone. She don't have no other source of money at all. So and also just, no skill set right. at, at 50 years old. That's what I'm saying. It's just like that. these are the roots where some of this stuff is set up like that where, oh, I just went to college because my dad or my mom paid for me to get in there. I didn't even have to do no work. So then when you get out in the world, what you going to do at that point? 
And I would have hoped they were using all of these resources ahead of time to get them in the best the best tutors and the best classes. If you would have done that ahead of time right. and, and got them in that, right. then I they wouldn't have to be that. doing this after right. the fact. But right. obviously not all kids take to that type of learning and stuff like that. And sometimes college might not be for them. That's what I'm saying. That- it, it, but, you know, make, set a groundwork where, you know, their success or their acceptance into a particular college doesn't need to be your success or that, like let them go off and you know make it out in the world on their own instead of you know but okay but now i know we talked about this off air though uh-huh. but not necessarily that you don't need school to be successful or do a lot of these these jobs in the real world is that would we agree on I, that i think experience is more the school that you went to is almost like a it's almost like a like a fraternity in a way because like when you go to these jobs you can say all right i went here it's quote unquote accredited so, you know what i'm saying but like if you have experience doing other things you didn't necessarily go to college and you want to go get a job doing exactly what you maybe interned for or something like that then i don't i don't see a reason but, why but that's the thing school may not be for everybody yeah. But we know, and right now in today's society, Agreed. you need a degree, Agreed. that paper, it to, to, to open those doors sure. for a lot of it, different it, areas. And it's just a barrier, for instance, like if you apply to a job and you don't have a college degree, or they're just going to throw your resume into the trash. Right. So it, it, it's just a, something to get you in the door to be interviewed. Now, you... You didn't have to necessarily go to USC. You could have got gone anywhere. You should go to UC Santa Barbara. I'm sure there are plenty of colleges in California. But, I'm, I'm pretty, you get, but you got to think about prestige level now. Right. So if you're looking at New Jersey, you're not going to no, – no disrespect to these other schools, but if you say, hey, I went to an NJCU or I went to a San Bruno College or university, that's not going to be – that's not hitting the same way if you say you went to Rowan, you went to Rutgers. You know, sure. it doesn't hit the same way. I guess so. I, I can only speak from my personal experience. I wouldn't know that because I because I, I feel like if they see a, a university you graduated, you got a, a 3.6, 3.7 or a good GPA. That I think that's at least just going to get you in the door. I don't think you going to a Rutgers or UC Santa Barbara so, or a Ryder is that much of a difference from that. I could be wrong. So I don't I, know if they're going to look at an NJ. What was it? NJCU? You yeah. Said? So, yeah. So, so honestly, they're going to look at that. But like, it does disqualify so, you. Not rip. disqualify you. So what they do is not, not everywhere, but I know with a couple of jobs they do um funneling systems sure. of, of your of resume. So majority of the time they're only looking for like highlight like keywords. Um, different uh, characteristics or qualities that they're looking for in the job itself. So those are the first things that they, they separate resumes. But once they then separate those resumes, they, I don't know they they subconsciously do it, but they look at the school title first. What school did you go to? What school did you didn't go to? So if you have a bigger name school, they're like, oh, if they have a school that, that could be, because there's a couple of schools that's so funny, like, um, a school like Wesleyan uh, College. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a great school academically, but I don't think it's a school that's really heard of. People don't. People don't care. So like sometimes that. when you say certain schools, they're like, "Oh, okay." But then they have to do they if they do their Googles or whatever, they understand like that's a prestigious school to get into. Some of these schools. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's always the case. And no, like I, even I want to say like NJIT for us in New Jersey, that's a prestigious school to, to be at. Yeah. But if you at somewhere sure. across somewhere else and they say, "Oh, New Jersey," uh, it's yeah, they, you're like, oh, it's it's, re- it's definitely no. that's why I said it's like honestly, it's a it's a, it's it's almost like a stigma that we put. Just because it's just purely a subjective thing, because you know you could try to get a job. Say I want to work, like you said, out in Cali, and you got you know you went to school in Jersey. They're gonna be like, I don't know what you're talking about. And it's crazy because there's so many different colleges, and that's why if you can get into the the, the world renowned, I think it gives you a leg up. But again, 
I, to be honest with you, I th- we talked about this on this uh, podcast before. When it comes, it's interviewing, in my opinion. Right. Sure. Interviewing is what sells at the it, like sells you at the you end of the day. Show That's, what you what you right. gonna be like every day. Right. You know, just because you have Harvard on your your resume, if you can't socialize with people, if you right. can't be in a team setting for certain jobs, they're gonna just like ah, we're gonna go a different route. Right. Yeah. So so I, I will say it it kind of gives you an advantage. I think everything that we're talking about right now are just what's going to give you a, a competitive edge over another person. For sure. At the end of the day, you still have to go in there. You still have to be able to articulate yourself, yeah. uh, explain how you'll be a, a valuable person to the team, yeah. and, and then do the job. I think a part of it is, to be honest with you, and that's why we always kind of say the sentiment is, is you're not running the race against anybody else but yourself because at the end of the day, you got to be able to sell what you, what you know that you can follow through with because you're trying to compare yourself to other people. Is going to basically be like you trying to get a leg up on something that you don't even have ground on. You know what I'm saying? You, right. ain't, you ain't got the foot first foot down on it, and you're trying to get a leg up over people. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you, I think we can use that as another example just to kind of stick to whatever it is that you want to pursue and, you know, put your head down and do that. Because, I mean, anything is possible, I feel like. Um, but, you know, definitely getting a college education makes that a little easier when you get out into whatever, you know, realm of society that you go into, I'm sure. What's crazy is, so now these people about to, I think they are getting charged. Um, yeah. The lady from Full House, she's already uh, uh, went into the courtroom and, and, and pled guilty. Oh, wow. So she, I mean, she, she admitted to all That's that. That's crazy. So First of all. They said about 16 counts of different stuff that but they charged I, with. I mean, I'm no lawyer, but I, I always think you plead not guilty first and see what they have. Right. Oh, like, like you they got everything. Right? <laughs> <laughs> nah, but you got to. I got you. Got to put up a fight at least. You can't just take it off rip. Take the plea. Like she took what they gave her off early. Like let them like cut you a deal or something. Like let let your lawyer work it out with the prosecutor. Something you don't just say, "Yo, guilty. I did that." But that's my gun. But (laughs) those my drugs. How you know? (laughs) Nah, it sounds good. (laughs) It sounds like this is a clear cut case. It sounds like they don't. But even still, like even with like murder cases, bro, they always tell you plead not guilty. No, that's what we'll figure out. Murder. That's murder. We'll we'll figure it out. Murder. But she think they gonna slap a little fine on her? Murder on my mind. Yo, uh, they're surprised that I mean to shoot him twice, bro. That was really a whole confession, but we didn't skate it over that. But um, you know, they should be locked up. I mean, what, death what penalty. A, whoa, oh, it was twenty-three hour lockdown. <laughs> shoot, shoot, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Yo, uh, so yeah, I was going, never mind. Don't worry about it. I was going to make the case that you know, when they, whenever they find or get somebody of our ilk. Or our community, they say, if they would have just put that time and effort to being yeah. a productive member yeah. of society, they could have made something of themselves. Mm. Lori, mm. if you were to put this time and effort to getting your kid a tutor, going on maybe house. she'd be going to USC for a ride. She, maybe, the, maybe you, you wouldn't would be more of a mom to them kids on the show. Bars, she was doing the reboot, the Fuller House. She about to be in that big house. Yeah. You feel me? You're going to be in the house. Fullest house. <laughs> General Pop, GP. Yeah. That was good there. That was good there, Bowlegged. Uh, Bowlegged. Bowlegged. <laughs> oh, God. But good stuff. Good stuff. All right. So the next thing we have to talk about is Russell Westbrook and his altercation with a Utah Jazz fan. Russell Westbrook was playing a basketball game. I believe they were at Utah. Yep. Yeah, Utah, yeah. And he got into an altercation when he was on the sidelines. One of the fans 
in the crowd uh, was overheard uh, shouting things at him. Uh, from Russell's account, he said that the fans said to him, get on your knees like you used to. Uh, Russell Westbrook took that as a racially motivated um, a verbal attack of him, um, hearkening it to slavery. Um, and then Russell responded uh, that, uh, I'll slap. I'll f you and your wife up. He said, "I'll f you up and your wife." I want to get what energy. I want to yes. hear what he said. That's what he said. And yeah, that's what basically he said. That's what he said. said, "I'll f you and your wife up." Energy. Um, you know. Oh, he's on the he's on the TV now. Is he banned from the game? Right no. Now? no, 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 no. Oh, he not. <laughs> so then the fans said uh, that he didn't say anything of the story. He said that you Russell. It looks your like your ice. Yeah, sit, he was. Saying that Russell was talking, smacking stuff. He said, Russell, sit down and ice your knees or something like that. Yeah. And he said that his wife didn't say anything to Russell to elicit that response. And then what got me is he was like, yeah, like, it's one thing to say something to me. I ain't scared of you. Like, mm. My, mm. my wife defenseless. I'm yeah. like, so are you. Bro, you <laughs> so are you. You would have got washed. Russell, 6'3". You would have got washed, bro. One of the, great, one of the greatest athletes <laughs> so, on this planet. So one question I have for both of you Shoot. guys. Well, let me let me finish the okay. story. So then after in an interview, Russell uh, was sort of recounting this, and he basically said that he would do it again um, if given the, the chance, and basically that these fans need to be held accountable because uh, they can't just say anything that they want to uh, basketball players and that uh, he's going to defend himself and his family uh anytime he sees fit but i don't know how i was defending your family in that case but basically westbrook now is showing it's three or four times now we've been talking about in the last three weeks and where's it all at in utah look i I hear you it's all been happening in utah and in his defense there have been a lot of accounts of that utah fans are some of the most raucous and uh, rowdy and also and verbally they still, abusive. They still, in, got in some, they still got some, apparently some racially backed people in I'm there. Sorry. In, the, in the crowd. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. It's still, it, it's a lot hasn't changed. Because even back in the 90s, I remember they uh, said they used to have, like, I know from when the Bulls was going to play in the finals there, they said they used to get real crazy there. Not saying that Jordan spaz well, on them like that. but Look, I, I'm not, I'm not going to pinpoint it to just one place, Utah. I'm hearing Boston is a big place where it's all that type of a- a- attitude sure. and, and, and racially motive stuff. Um, but as an athlete, you know, you hear this on a regular now. I don't think this is the first time he has heard uh, something uh, 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 racial, something that's derogatory to him or his family or kids. So what's the so then what's, what's okay. the point is what I'm trying to say. Where is that point at where it's like, all right, like, no, I hear you. Like, like, I think, what, like if the not, not saying he got to take it in his own hands physically, but like if security not doing a job right. and like really being paying attention to what's going on, then you, I'm supposed to just be talked to like I'm like I'm yo, like I'm second rate. So again, when you're a professional, right, uh, you're held to a different standard. Um, when you're a professional, part of the fans' experience is to get you out your game. Say, I mean, you you want to keep it to trash talking about the sport itself, but sometimes you you ha- you 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 extend it to a little uh, extreme. Now, I don't condone or agree with it. I think um, so. They do need to be held accountable. No, they do. The fans definitely need to be held accountable. Okay. I think Westbrook, uh, he in that particular moment, kind of let his emotions get the best of him. And again, I feel for him because I think I don't know if I can handle or be a bigger person every time someone says something of that nature. Um, I think, but players have a voice, 
And I think he could have, you know, I like how he, again, we say, use your platform to your advantage. So I like how he said something in the press conference, but he probably could have said that or go to security guard or go to the NBA's players uh, union, whoever's the representative now, and says, yo, this is out of control now. You know, I don't think him getting out of character sets an example as well. Because now you got, he has kids, his kids going to look back and see that he threatened to beat up a woman. And he has a daughter, right? Or no, he has a son. I he think. has a daughter yeah, too. He has a daughter too. Oh, he has yeah, twins now. Yeah. Yes, okay. he does. He has okay. twin daughters now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know if you know if he can justify saying he threatened a lady because he they it's made not, a racial. I don't mark. think he would try to justify it. I think he would try to just tell him, hey, like you know, I made a mistake, you know, because he probably I obviously didn't execute it the proper way, in my opinion. Right. But at the same time. He's again him. His point of it wasn't to to tell a fan that he's gonna f him up. It was more so just to say, look, I'm not tolerating you talking to me any type of way you want to just because you a fan. So why not say that? Huh? Why not yeah, say that? It's a heat of the moment, right? Yeah. And, and sometimes emotions take over, and we always would like to act off of strategy and not emotion, right? But sometimes things come to a boiling point. Ultimately, I think both of them, both parties involved, were wrong. There's no clear cut winner here. Right. I think the fans were out of line. Uh, for using those, you know, verbally abusive language toward Russell. At the end of the day, these are human beings. They're, you know, and, and just because you buy a ticket doesn't give you the right to say, you know, carte blanche to say whatever you want, racially motivated. How, however, it, like you said, hopefully you would think people would keep it to the game and just enjoy the basketball game. Uh, but sometimes people try and be a part of the action. And if you want to be a part of the action, I'll make you a part of the action. And that's what Russell did. It's assault. Uh, but oh, you know, I'm like just talking about. I'm, I'm, talking, back no, I'm not yeah, going to yeah, hit yeah. you, but I'm saying he, he was drawing back. Yeah. Uh, he obviously went uh, went over a boiling point, and we in no way condone physical violence toward fans, and especially not toward women uh, at all. Uh, so he was wrong in that essence, saying that he would, you know, he threatened physical assault on a woman. Um, which which is in no way you know conducive and in, in, in positive. So ultimately, I think both parties are wrong, but I really do think you know, something. I don't know what can be done in terms of policing fans who say vile things. Easy. You know, to go ahead, tell me, kick him out. You know, right? Uh, but so, so it's it's a mob mentality, right? How do you single out who's being verbally abusive and oh, who's not? That's where uh, the other fans come into play, right? So, yeah. example, even when it comes to like racism, where when we say where if a white person or uh, hears racist remarks, racist remarks, and they don't say anything, that's like they're being part of our problem. So I think the same thing goes for fans. When uh, another say- fan hears uh, a racially motive, a racial slur, or something derogatory, they need to be the one. Hey, this I, guy, they have to be the ones policing I, each I other. I would hope well. that's the case. But, yeah. but, but I hope that's fan, the case. But, but also, they're not going to do that. They're right. going to probably be like, "Yo, like he ain't say nothing. He good." No, but, but or it might be a group of fans that might share that guy's sentiment. Right. Like you don't know. You say nothing. But the it, thing is, it might be like, hey, Russell was out of line. You know, especially but, if, but, like let's say you in Indiana. Like I don't want to take it back. So let's say those days when it was the New York Knicks playing the Pacers and Spike was catching a lot of heat uh, from Pacers fans, etc. He was like, yo, this is where the KKK was founded. I'm sure there are people that are are not fond of black people here, blah, blah, blah. You know, somebody might have said something racially insensitive, but people in the crowd around them might not might not have minded what they said. They were like, right. oh, this is just us trying to get that person out of their game. At the end of the day, you're protecting the play, right? I would hope so if the players see it and they hear who did it, I mean, it's, again, it's not going to be an easy method, but if, like, Westbrook told the security, hey, those two, 
Regardless, they said they said or not. I would take what Westbrook said over them too, because Westbrook is is in a there's game no point, ball. No point, He's not there's trying no point to, of him trying to get right, somebody in sure, trouble. That makes correct. sense. Now again, also another way would just be the, the security guards that are out there. Um, if they do see it themselves, they can take it upon them. And then another thing is fans. Again, none of it's a perfect system, but it's adding a little another dynamic. And um, I'm proud of what the Utah Jazz did. They gave a lifetime ban to and the family. He can't even come to events there anymore. Like now my question is. How how do you uphold a, a lifetime ban on somebody? Because right? when they try to buy tickets, you don't have to use my name. Like you get me, like I get you can. They don't. It's not like I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but when you go to a game, you just have your ticket. Yeah, you don't do it with an ID. But I'm saying when you go to purchase that ticket, you don't. You online. can purchase it on John Doe name. Or I mean, like example. I mean, I'm not not going that same. Like know. you know, like when you um a customer um what's it uh checkout when you do like a, as a guest well, check out as a guest. You can, I mean, you still have to put your real information for his credit card information. Yeah. But when you put like your name and email address, but they don't have to be your real name. Anywhere it says that name, in order for the card to go through, it has to have your name right. on there. So, so if, if that's the case, then I'm, they probably get ran. I'm gonna but, catch it. I'm gonna but catch what if I'm like, hey, yo, Kyle, can you buy my tickets for me? I, it's very possible. Yeah, it could. I'll, I'll give you the money. You yeah. buy it from Cash at me, whatever. Yeah. And then now I'm at the game. It's not like they check it for my ticket. Unless they got my his face plastered they probably, on the wall. They probably do. Like once. <laughs> but it's not It's not going to. I don't think they're going that deep. I, that I ain't going to hold you. I don't know. <laughs> It's going to be interesting. I'll, I'll we have to, to, we, we have to hit up the Utah Jazz and ask them how yeah, they plan on doing but that. Also, in other related sort of banning news, uh, James Dolan, uh, the owner of the New York Knicks, he was walking out of the arena, I believe, uh, and a fan shouted to him, Dolan, sell the team. And James Dolan uh, walked over to that uh, where that fan was sitting at, and he said, oh, enjoy watching the games from at home because you won't be coming back to, any, to my arena to watch anything. So uh, he, that fan voiced his displeasure and with uh, his uh, wish to see James Dolan sell the team, and James Dolan uh, reacted and gave that fan a lifetime ban. So what's your thoughts? Uh, I mean, I think, I think at first I'm looking at it like, oh, James Dolan kept this cool, wow. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like you got to let your fans kind of voice their opinions, right? You know, because I'm pretty sure this team of uh, fans of teams of like the Suns organizations, the Cavs, when you know LeBron leaves, and now that they their fans are going or diehard fans, they probably are voicing their opinion. You just can't take what a fan says and just take it to heart. You gotta use that as motivation because a real fan's gonna tell you how it is. Now, granted, selling your team is pretty harsh, but when you're a billionaire like that, come on, bro, you be okay. You know, it's not like a a big thing. Um, banning somebody for saying that that's that's tough. I think it's a little petty. It's little, very petty. But I get the same time. Watch your mouth when you talk to a real boss. So I saw something that said that he was like apparently like the fan was trying to plan on ambushing him. So he came. He went on the Michael K show and did like an interview. Apparently, he doesn't really do that many interviews. But he went on the Michael K show, and during that that time there, he 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 said that he felt like um, that guy um, been stalking him. And that, that that whole thing was an ambush where they recorded him uh, doing what he did. It's a very large assumption, by the way. I don't know how he came to this conclusion. I don't, I don't trust I don't it. know who was on the case. I don't trust he it. Yeah, the freaking detective or something. I, I don't know how he came to that. The private investigator. Right. You know? I, I, think it was, I think it was very petty. I think it showed how thin-skinned he is. I think it was very childish on his part. Um, you're an owner that's making billions of dollars. You're making so much money off of this franchise. He's making money hand over fist. And a team is horrible. And, and the... 
like I don't understand he like you said he was just voicing his displeasure uh the the product that is put being put on the floor is not good so if the fan thinks that somebody else can do a better job he's a he's within his right to say that he didn't curse at him he just said something to Dolan that he didn't like he didn't say anything racially motivated no slurs he said Dolan sell the team Right. He didn't say. He didn't even say like you suck, you stink, blah blah blah. He said Dolan Sutter's team, something like that. So, so I th- I think it was kind of wild for him to give him a lifetime ban. But again, he's the owner of the team. He's within his rights to if you to do whatever with you know with the franchise that he wants to do. But it just shows that he's very small and I think insecure um, about his station in uh, New York City as the you know owner of the New York Knicks. I'm just saying, tell him have some thick skin like they've been telling Westbrook Facts. to have thick skin because. It ain't even that deep, like I don't know, man. He he just he just he does he isn't doing his job right. He isn't trying to he isn't trying to make the situation better. So it's just like this is kind of just like a tipping point on the downward spiral of the Knicks ownership. At this point, I heard what's his name, um, uh, Charles Oakley called him, you know, called him a bully for doing that as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, man. It, it was just a way of him yeah. flexing his power, and you know, guys like that or who have a little bit of power and get drunk with power. Anytime you, uh, you know, point out a flaw of theirs and things, something like that, they have to do whatever they can in order to flex their dominance and their power. And it really shows how mentally weak you are too when you react in that type of way or you let somebody live rent free in your head like that. Some getting somebody to for you know to react like that. And, and offline, we had a discussion about this, you know, with the Russell situation. You know, some people that felt like, yo, he got Russell, uh, that fan got Russell out of his character, and that shows weakness. You know? Anytime you get somebody out of their character <clears throat> and to do something that they normally wouldn't do or react in a, a petty or childish way, that other person has, has some t- sort of power over you. So uh, I think it was kind of weak. I just think that, I, I mean, I think that everybody has their, has their boiling point when it comes to certain situations. That's what I think happened with, personally, with Russell Westbrook. I mean, I'm not trying to defend what he said, but it's just I just think that when you have when you go into an arena like that, he has to see the, he has to go there more times than the others, right? Because of the fact that they play four times a year, and I think James Dolan. I mean, if you if you own this building, I mean, you own this team and everything like that, I would think you would have the interest to want to make your team better and all that. That's a great point, Brandon. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with the Up and Noir podcast. But uh, we're back with the Up in the War podcast. Uh, in our debate segment, we're going to uh, touch on a topic that kind of presented itself based off of the Russell Westbrook altercation. And that's basically how in a work setting or work environment, when people are uh, either verbally abusive or, you know, do you get out of character or what is the boiling point? Um, obviously, it's different for different people, but we're just going to try and voice our opinions about, uh, you know, our type of reactions or what when uh, enough is too much. Uh, basically, in the Russell Westbrook incident, we kind of just illuminated in the past, or, you know, in the past segment, he was being verbally assaulted at his workplace, um, and that sometimes happens at you know our workplace. If you're on a phone call and somebody is asking to do something that we can't legally or just can't do feasibly, uh, they get upset and get mad at you, and then start you know maybe cursing at you, maybe berating you, uh, calling outside of your name, everything but a child of God. Uh, how do you guys react or? One, has this ever happened to you before? And two, uh, how do you react or how do you handle that in a work setting? Um, I wouldn't say it happened. it's happened where people have called me out my name per se, but um, 
definitely uh you can tell maybe the the in their sarcasm um or the way that they talk you know that they're basically questioning your intelligence as a whole Mm. um and i mean in those situations um you just try to ensure them that you know we're doing everything possible to get this to get the service done i mean that's the only thing that i always have took you know to doing um makes no sense for me to try to get loud uh i mean i have one situation where somebody tried to get loud and you know, sort of screaming over the phone, and it was just like, you know, again, just reiterating to them that you yelling is not going to get us to a solution. Um, I don't know what job you guys have, you know, to our listeners, but, you know, main thing is, are we getting to a resolution or not? Um, you know, in the realm of entertainment, as it comes to Russell Westbrook's situation, it's purely entertainment, so he's not really serving the crowd in a way directly, but. Uh, for us, you know, or for whatever job that you're doing, if you're trying to serve or, you know, you're trying to provide a product or whatever that may be, um, it's just about trying to get to re- whatever the resolution is. And if that person getting upset is not going to do that, you getting upset about it is not going to do, do that either. So. Yeah. Um, I haven't been in – well, I've been in situations where, you know, I worked in customer service, worked in places where um, the people that you're assisting can get out of line or out of hand. Um, but nothing, to be honest with you, I'm too laid back. It's rare to really get me out of character. So um, they could try. You know, I, I never been name called or called out my name. But again, raising of the voice, yelling over me, speaking over me um, definitely happens. But to be honest with you, I, I think the way I was raised and just even um, training and being a professional in a, in a professional setting. Um, I never really let that get to me. I maybe afterward, I'm like, dang, you know, that's really like drain is draining or something. But in the moment, I always just think about, you know, finishing what I need to do, go about it the proper way. Um, if I have to speak about it later or uh, bring it to somebody's attention, do that then. But um, I haven't got to a point where I'm like, yo, like this this chick got me effed up or something. You know, I'm always, you know, I I understand, I can under, I have empathy. I think that's uh, a quality that I have where I can kind of understand sometimes the the frustration on the other side of the of the call or of the of the desk or whatever. So I always try to put myself in their shoes and understand why why they may be feeling that way, bad day, whatever the case may be. Maybe someone else is yelling at them, but um, even though we they shouldn't be yelling at us like that, but it's cool. Um, again, handle it then and there afterward. You know, call it a day now. Maybe when I get a little older and I'm not, you know, young and naive no more. And, you know, after after put the BS aside, I might have to check a person or two. But as of right now, I'm all I think about is like your future and handling everything the pro- appropriate way uh, to look good in your, your boss's eyes. Until I'm my own boss, I'm going to have my mother handle business. You feel me? Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I agree with both of those sentiments. Uh, typically, if somebody's. Uh, getting a little bit rowdy or sarcastic or raising their voice or even cursing. I've had people cursing me um, over the phone, uh, but it's only been in situations. Now, we deal with, you know, sometimes we deal with uh, people who are within the business, but sometimes you deal with the client directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, like in, in my line of business, in those situations, those they get a little testier because they feel like, obviously, one, their, their money is at stake, um, but then two, it's like, they can. They don't have. I'm just a per, somebody on the other end. Like they don't look at you as necessarily a person on the other end. So people kind of get their frustrations off. Uh, I just laugh it off. I think it's funny sometimes. 
Um, and I'm, you know, if there, there's nothing to be done, there's nothing to be done. Uh, you just try and be as calm and cool as collective as possible, um, and then explain the situation in a, in a, you know, a manner that would be uh, becoming or uh, befitting of your situation. But uh, I feel like, you know, it's, it's nothing to get you riled up or out of character. Or there, or there's nothing they could really say to me that would get me or push me to that point. Um, so I just kind of like laugh it off. Um, yeah. Any any other thoughts? I think we accept. I think we. It's like kind of like we've kind of grown numb to it in a way, mm-hmm. just because it's just like kind of part of the job, right. uh, in a sense. So it's just like you know, kind of it comes with the territory. And um, relating it back to you know Russ's situation is, you know, we try to we try to do that because it's a part of the job. Um, but you know, as as you, uh, I think Dwight had alluded to, we're, we're still humans at the end of the day. You know, or we're not just just a part of the person on the phone. Um, and it's kind of helped me in a way, like, so when I have to call into, like, service networks sometimes, like, for our, our own, like, my own personal endeavors um, or business, whatever, um, it kind of makes me be understanding of that person on the other end. Like, yo, like, I appreciate what you're doing because sometimes it's not as easy as it maybe sounds to just work in, like, a call center, taking calls and talking to, like, thousands of people every day or hundreds of people, rather, every day. You know what I mean? Look, uh, I, I had pitched this idea in my head one day. Uh, I should do like a like a like a purge type of situation, but in this case, it's not like we like we kill each other. But the purge, like the movie, where one day where we should be able to come crazy back at the people that was that had that same <laughs> energy towards us one day, just one day out of the year, where we can let it all out and we'll be cool. So when a lady calls, she'd be like, "Like, sir, you're not listening." I'm like, "No." You're not listening. F you. <laughs> I'm ending the call. I and mean, it's bang, bang, you know, or like, yo, like, SMD, <laughs> like, you feel me? Like, if you want to shoot the fair one, we can shoot the fair one. <laughs> I, I already got your ass. You facts. I, I, whatever you want to do, I want to do. Threatening violence? Uh, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Who said a woman? Yeah, I thought you said a lady. No, oh, it's a general, general, a guy. A person you said no, I got. <laughs> That's why I, I got her. I, I, you heard lady, right, Randy? You heard that, Randy? Okay, okay. We're gonna have lady. We're gonna play it back in the tape. Okay. <laughs> look, tell look. us in the comments if Dwight Cantone's abuse against women. No, on that back turbo. See what we're doing here. See what we're headline. That's good. That's good. On that back turbo. Okay, bootlegged Lou. It's fine. That's the name of the episode. It is headline. Headline. I already put it in there. Headline. Well, but um, but again, if y'all in a work environment, please don't let these people get you out of character. Your coworkers, uh, people that you you work with. I think that's managers. more. I think that's more prevalent to be honest with you. You work the people that you work with. I almost had to check a lady one day. Um, I definitely oh, did. Regale us with the tale. All right. So if you're listening, yes, I'm talking about you. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um. Notice we cool now, but um. Oh, and it was crazy because too. that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly who we talking about too. Damn, that's wild. But, but the thing is, it was crazy because like it wasn't even like work work related. Mm. We was having a conversation about our vacation time and the time paid time off that we get and okay. receive. Okay. And I was trying to explain to her that I worked on a Good Friday, so they hooked me up with an extra day of, right. of of a paid time off. Right. And she was just trying to say like, no, you know what you're talking about. They didn't do that. And I was like, I don't know how you gonna tell me what I got right, and right, getting right. <laughs> so she was, she was, she she raised her voice. She raised her voice, and yo, and I said, this ain't that, yo. So, so I I, I cut it off right. I said, yo, if you if you raising your voice at me, 
you ain't talking to me. So if you want to raise your voice, talk somewhere else because you're not raising my, at me. Okay. This conversation ended. You feel me? I ain't like snap on it, but I just kind of no, got no, I got my snap. tone up. Oh, got my tone up a little bit and say, "Yo, watch your mouth." <laughs> And, and, and this don't sound like none of this happened. <laughs> but go ahead, I'm riding with you. Go ahead, call her. Go ahead. Told her watch your mouth. You ain't talking to me. Hello. <laughs> Shit, I, I, I have I don't have a number, but if I did, I would definitely call her. Um, and you know, she later on she saw how I, I got out of character a little bit. She apologized to me. Um, smart thing that she did. But again, I, I don't think I was gonna like wow. Well, that was gonna happen. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. When you're engaging in, 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 in a range of emotions, anything can happen, right? So, oh, okay. I'll share a little bit of the situation that happened with me. Um, so, a few years back, uh, I had a situation where uh, this, this guy at my job, he's a big jokester in the department. We all knew that. Totally. We, we all knew that. Um, I, and what happened is there was a young lady that worked in our job at, the, at this point in time. She had a... She had a very, very big butt. We'll just keep it at that. Oh, wow. Whoa. Oh, wow. We going left. Yeah, tread lightly. Hey, no, that's not going. That, that was a fact. All right. That's just a fact of the matter. I wasn't. Young with it. Hey. So, that happened. And she sometimes came by my desk to say hello. That was it. Ooh. Kept it professional. That was all. That was it. But apparently. Boy, you lying. Nah, nah. Uh, anyway, don't do that. But anyway, he, he was alluding to something else happening beyond that. It, like on a regular basis and I was like bro I don't understand what the issue is you're making it real hot for no reason <laughs> so so I, so it got to one point one day I'm on the phone and he like come up behind, come up like behind my chair or whatever and he's oh. like he's like yo he's like yeah, guess what it is I'm like whoa whoa I'm like son it's too much so it was one day again I was already probably, I think I was already having like a bad situation I kind of just let everything else fly on the rug because I wasn't really pressed for all that but this one day I wasn't having a good day, or as it was, and you know he said what he said, and I exchanged some words with him that I probably shouldn't have said. What's the words you exchanged with him, sir? Uh, I don't want to. I don't think I don't, don't want to go too much in depth with that part of it. So what's the point of the story? Right. That's hey, the you, main part. You're That's right. the, you hey, you look, hyped us up. It was some derogatory terms that I think, I'm pretty sure y'all can really put together in y'all heads. No, right. they no. You didn't, you didn't give them anything. I just told you I was just frustrated. Me, okay. I told you I was already frustrated. This dude was already doing this on a regular you, basis. Did you request something of the journal? <laughs> uh, maybe. I, I told I told him it was it, it started with an F and ended with uck. You. That's what I said to him. Uh, that's so, not the story. What? So that's what I said. No, that's not the story. What? Or not, Sorry, Brandon. I told him. Well, I told him. Basically, I told him shut the f up. Pretty no. much. I did tell him that. Brandon, next time you want to tell a, tell a, a risque story, don't. How don't you gonna tell me the, what I said? Don't start with the risque story and then don't tell. How the you gonna thing. tell that's me it. what I said though? That's it. But how you gonna? Because you told us what you said. Yeah, but that was a that was the second part of it. That was the second half of it. All right, Brandon, you got it. <laughs> so the <laughs> long story short, I said something that I probably shouldn't have said, and you know. At the end of the day, he, you know, he came back and said, I wasn't trying to do nothing like that, and that was cool or whatever, but it was just the situation I let get a little out of hand. you lucky he didn't pop on you. He wasn't popping on me. Because the thing you said, you can't come back from. He wasn't going to pop. In a lot of neighborhoods. He wasn't going to yeah. pop on me. So. In a lot of neighborhoods. Okay. Been he wasn't going to pop on me. And if he did, what would have happened? It would have been, been violence. He wasn't going to pop on me. <laughs> so good thing we're not there. Good thing we aren't there then. Oh, he's still waiting for that day, though. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. I see him around. He's like, yo, tell, tell, tell me more. I said, I'm looking for him. Yeah, all right. Anyway. 
No, he did look for you one day. No, he That's didn't. No, he didn't. Why but anyway, you? don't do this on the show. Can, um, can we cut this? Please? No, so because y'all gossip. No, we keep everything. You know. No, no, cut that for real, for real. Um, yeah, and another thing I think that you could do, for instance, so we were just sort of talking about situations where you know some of your colleagues might be getting you out of your <laughs> environment. A way maybe to prevent that is. Uh, if you have like you know somebody that you're very close with, for instance, like a work wife or somebody that you chat with on the regular, you know, if you could get that off of your chest and vent to that person in the office so that you don't end up snapping back at that person, potentially cost costing you your job or your career, um, you know, that is highly advised. So, or if you want, if you really if it's really that point, just talk talk to your manager about it. Sure. And just be like, hey, like this is not conducive for me getting work my work done. It's distracting. And just getting me out of my work zone, and then you can have like maybe a civilized conversation about it with that person involved, you know, as a third party. No doubt. So uh, we're about to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with the water cooler. And we are back with the water cooler segment. So we got a a few good sports topics to dive into. Uh, one of the first ones were. Uh, related to Antonio Brown. So Antonio Brown, formerly of the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, basically kind of forced his way out of uh, the Steelers situation and has been, since been traded to the Oakland Raiders. Um, basically, you know, the, the relationship between Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger had gotten so sour, uh, as well as the relationship with him and management got to a point where they felt it was best to part ways. Uh, they ended up getting back, I think, a third round and a fifth round pick for him. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Which is, I mean, pennies on the dollar for the Raiders um, for them to get that and basically give up almost nothing. Um, you know, big get for them. And the Steelers are able to move on from him as well as, uh, well, first, I don't want, before we get to Bell, what do you guys think about Antonio Brown and him going to the Raiders? We got to see. Um, I don't. I don't know if I trust Derek Carr right now. I mean, he had a good year the year before that, but I don't know if I trust him to be, you know, exactly what AB needs right now. I think if anything, he's gonna he's gonna definitely be somebody that can make Derek Carr's job a lot easier. But the question is, can he can Derek Carr make AB's job a little easier? Mm -hmm. Is the, is the going to be the thing um, to look out for? But uh, you know, I give it I give it a you know B plus situation for him. You know. Um, not exactly the home run that we were looking for, but uh, I think he's going to an organization that has some upcoming uh, talent. And then, um, you know, them trying to build a team right now around Derek Carr and hopefully A.B. Why weren't the Indianapolis Colts bigger uh, players in the Antonio Brown sweepstakes? Did you guys think he wouldn't fit with the organization or with the team chemistry? What, what was that? A.B., I don't think is uh, – in our in terms of our organization right now, I think y'all have a lot GPM, of cap space. No, no we got the most. We got the most in the league. Um, and I don't think you've spent it. Y'all, we bought we, Devin Funches. That was about it. I, just, I think y'all brought him over. Okay, but he but, um he I just think that I just think that because I don't think you guys are in need of a number one receiver. I wouldn't say that you who's I mean now I would say Devin Funches is but is what who else is y'all number one right now? Oh, pardon me, T Wise though. My part of my pardon me, pardon me. Scare me. Yeah, I mean he's uh, been injured for a lot, so I. <laughs> He I didn't know. Still know he was on the squad. What? My fault. Go on. So, what go on. <laughs> What's he talking about? Continue. But anyway, um, so I don't think AB necessarily was exactly what we were looking for. I think what we need is more of a possession receiver, um, just not like, like not just like a home run hitter type of guy. Um, I think we got that in Ty, um, and then also I just don't think that we're looking to spend money like that, even though we have it. 
to be honest, that's from what I've gathered with our reports looking into uh, like the GM and like the way he's trying to move right now, where he's trying to build like within the draft and um, get some key guys, but not exactly like you know spending all the, all all we got you know to uh, to put put a team together. So, I mean, I think that's evident with the uh, with not trying to pick up Le'Veon Bell as well. Um, where we're just kind of sticking with Marlon Mack right now, which I do like. I do like Marlon Mack a lot, but I definitely think it would have been a plus to get Le'Veon Bell as well. What about you, Dwight? Thoughts? I mean, it's cool. Uh, makes the AFC West a lot more interesting. Um, it's going to see if Antonio Brown was a product of his system or the product of a QB, or was he really nice himself? So that's cool. Um, it's going to be weird seeing him in gold and silver. Call me black, black and silver. Um, also, I think it's hard to say for a wide receiver, you're so dependent on a quarterback. I don't think it's necessarily that he's dependent on a system, but if you're getting open and a guy just can't get you the ball or you, y'all aren't, aren't winning, you know, it. You're only as good as your numbers. I, I guess so. I want to see how Derek Carr is going to do for him because Derek Carr, I mean, they said that, I think I saw the stat, saw stat today, he's not very good throwing in the tight windows, tight spots. Right. Or throwing the ball downfield uh, in general. In yeah. general, yeah. Um, another thing that just came down the wire: Le'Veon Bell signed with the Jets. Um, I believe the deal. What was it like? Thirteen. Four years. Year? Four years. Fifty-two. Okay. Yeah. Fifty-two mil. Um, I feel like this was definitely a. a he kind of lost out in terms of just sitting out the whole year, not signing his franchise tag, lost out on a lot of money, and didn't really recoup it in the free agency the way that he thought. Um, I don't know that he's going to be a game breaker for the Jets or anything like that. Uh, all around, I'm kind of lukewarm on the pick. Good for him that he's out of the Steelers deal, but he didn't, you know, make any astronomical amount of money. He didn't prove a point by sitting out all year last year, so I feel like that was just for not. The point was to get a guaranteed contract okay. and a deal. So and is that what he has now? Yeah, four years. How, four years. how much is guaranteed though? Uh, I think. 40% of it or 60 or either one, either half. Um, but the point was the the Steelers kept franchise tagging them, right? So it was a one-year contract. You don't get to set the tempo. 30, 35 is guaranteed. Okay. Of the, the 52, yeah. So that's about half of it. Yeah, a little over half. I just want to know how much he would have made if he played last year. Though, he said he would have got now, the franchise tag was like, I think, 16 now, now million. Now he, he said, that I, one year. Now he said it with incentives, though, if he does it, like if he does whatever he you know spoke was supposed to, he can get up to sixty one million. Yeah, like I feel like, but, come on now. I mean, I think he lost the money for that one year, like uh, but I, th- I think about like fourteen to seventeen million. But again, who wants to play? They said it was gonna work, be um overusing him. They said that they would have definitely got the most out of him. Um, so it won't work him in, on the Jets. They don't have anybody else on the Jets to Sam work in Darnold like that. Sam Darnold with with Robbie but Anderson. Sam, does Sam Darnold run the ball? <laughs> he can't. He's mobile. Oh my God! Knock it off. Is Andrew Luck mobile? Andrew Luck is more mobile than Sam Darnold. <laughs> I'm not saying he isn't, but he, they, that game against the uh, the Lions when they came back, Sam Darnold made a couple of plays outside of the pocket that, to help win that was game. Was that second game of the season? And then he wasn't first the same. Game, he wasn't game. first game. Excuse me. And he wasn't the same guy ever since. Uh, Sam Darnold that beat the Colts, the three touchdowns. That's nice. That's one game. What's, what other game? He, he, they, they, what other game? The, the, the Jets won. I think they won five the games Lions in total. And, and um, so what game? And then and then the game against the Patriots, they almost won. Uh, it was that questionable call again that the Patriots always somehow get so the better. So that's three out of three out of what? How many games? Three out of sixteen games. 
Well, they it's, won five. That's not a body of work. I think they won five in total. That's not a body of work. And then they, two of those games, it was close games. I'm not saying, but I'm saying with, without Le'Veon Bell, if you add Le'Veon Bell to the team, maybe. potentially we'll can help him. Sure. Um, maybe, they, it, maybe, uh, they make, right. maybe they make wild cards. They just fired their coach as well. So, um, yeah, so they do have a new uh, uh, offensive-minded uh, coach, they said now. So that could be something that, that helps in their favor as well. So. They, they did pick up C.J. Mosley as well. On the, the defensive end, yeah. yeah. So um, I, I think uh, they should be contending or competing uh, this year. I think maybe for competing. a wild card. For oh, a wild card. I like for what? But, not, um, maybe the division. The Bills aren't good. Dolphins are not good. Yeah, the division's terrible. Yeah. And the only team but is the, the Patriots. They, so they've been doing it for the last 10 years. Yeah. But yeah. I, don't, I think they've been doing it because every other team was mediocre. Right. I don't think they was doing so it. So that, that's a story. That's what I'm saying. They still, they be above average. At we this have point. to wait and see. I yeah. guess though, above average. I'd say. But, I say. That's all you need is a fighting chance. I guess so. But to the main news, uh, breaking last night, Odell Beckham Jr. going from the New York Giants to the Bears. No. Uh, the oh, the Browns. Pardon me. The Cleveland Browns. Sorry, I don't know why I said Bears. It was a Freudian slip. Um, but he'll, he'll be reuniting with Jarvis Landry, uh, his colli- collegiate teammate at LSU. Uh, so what do you guys think about the situation? Blockbuster. Just, I mean, like, I, I mean, there was one dude in the office today. He was just, just sad all day. Like, this is just, you don't know the direction now that the organization is even going in because you would have thought – the Giants would be drafting a quarterback and having him come into a situation where you got a Saquon, Evan Ingram, and Odell at wideout. Right. And now, I guess they know a receiver now is Sterling Shepard. Oof. Crazy. That's a big drop-off. Crazy. That drop-off is crazy. crazy. Nuts. Wild. But for the Browns, this is... It kind of reminded me of of, uh, of your team, Kyler, the, the 76ers. Mm. How they, you know, how y'all got when y'all got, um, you know, Joel and B coming back strong, and then y'all was able to pick up Ben Simmons. So that kind of gave the franchise life yeah. after all those years. It's just been a downturn. So yeah, and, I mean, like like people were saying, hey, the time is now. So they did all of the tanking. They got themselves in the right position. Now they have all of this talent, and they have a, a pretty hefty, um, you know, payroll. It's not going to be a success unless they make the playoffs this year. So they have high expectations, but they also have a lot of good talent, a lot of good players. If you got with Jarvis Landry and Odell as your wideouts, you got a Baker Mayfield, a young quarterback who seems promising. You have a Nick Chubb who had a a very promising rookie year last year. Kareem Hunt, he'll be suspended for a few games this year, but he'll be able to get worked into the fold. Um, And then I think they they got Olivier Vernon in the trade as well. They got Miles Garrett and they got Sheldon Richardson. They just signed. There's just a lot of talent on that team. And right now, I I think that they're in, um, you know, contention for the lead of that division. I think it's probably them, then Steelers, then Ravens. Ravens second. They just got picked. They just picked up Earl Thomas and Mark Ingram today. Sure. Ravens, definitely. Pardon me, Ravens second. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, Ravens is going to be – I think one team wins the division, the other team goes to the wild card. Yeah. Um, I think uh, that team – they're new, all just coming together. I don't know how – with football, when a lot of new players come together at once, how well it gels right away. So it's going to be interesting. But Baker Mayfield shows that uh, he only started, I think, in like six to eight eight games. And he had like 27 touchdowns. And I think with another with 
the wide receiver threat on that team. Oh man! Imagine you got you got Jarvis on one side. I got Odell. Which well, Jarvis gonna have to approve himself because I didn't know what Jarvis was last nah, year. Sure, he's good. And you got J- and Damon well, he was getting and double covered the whole year. Oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. Literally, he was the only threat. He was the only threat. The tight end scrubs. Right, you get Njoku. Yeah, oh, Njoku's oh, okay. He's okay, but, but he drops the football a lot. Too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's okay. Yeah, he had a pretty good year, but like he's not a threat. Threat. That's why he was op- open a lot of the times. But now you got to pick your poison between Odell. Now Odell's gonna draw those doubles. Jarvis going. I hope he in, is in, in the slot, still, and you got an Njoku that could work the seam. He could work the middle of the field. And you still got Antonio That's Callaway, Callaway in, in Nick, the slot. Nick Chubb could catch the ball out of the backfield. They still got Duke Johnson too. They still got Duke I Johnson. Mean, well, they're not going to be playing him that much if Quinn Kareem Hunt come back. Agreed. But uh, it's a lot of weapons. I just want to see bless him because he, he wasn't blessed. He was just sneezing a lot, but they wasn't he wasn't blessing people. So I'll take that one. Rim shot. <laughs> It's all right, you got to keep shooting. Money. That was money. Shoot a shoot. That was money. Shoot a shoot. That was money. But uh, I guess he's a shooter because he'd be 35. Yes, sir. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so, shout to Odell. Another big side. I think he's going to – What? go ahead. Shout out to them L.A. Chargers. Who shot who? Thomas Davis. Who? Senior. Feel me? A baller. Cool. Uh, one of, I think, all-time leading tackler for the, the Carolina Panthers history. Uh, uh, the franchise, excuse me. They was just formed in 96, um, so it was cool, whatever. It was what? It was, the organization was formed in 96, so it was cool. I don't know how many line, star linebackers. I'm sorry, linebackers. is that 20 years I don't, know, play? I don't know how many star linebackers okay, cool. have come through that cool. organization, but it's cool. That's, cool. A great, that's a great point, Brandon. <laughs> Very valid point. That's cool. He still leads a, a franchise in, in tackles. Congrats to him. cute. Shouts. Yeah. <laughs> so he knows he's gonna bring that that defense of uh, uh, vet leadership on our team to an already nice defensive team that just we just added to it real quick. So whatever with our young core. So so, so Tyrod, y'all quarterback of the future? Uh, he's not the quarterback of our future. Uh, I think we're still gonna we're, we're not gonna draft the QB in this draft. I think we're looking at like the um, the Lawrence guy from maybe Clemson, but we're not gonna be that bad. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor yeah. Lawrence and um. But I think right now, uh, Phillips said he's he's willing he's he's he still have about three more years left in the tank. So uh, right now we just need a QB that's that's okay with sitting on the bench and being ready for uh, crucial snaps when needed. Bro, just give Tyrod the keys. It's cool. Ew. he's fine. That's nasty. He's fine, bro. Oh, it wasn't uh, nasty when he was fine. starting for the Browns. Yeah, I was like, Tyrod should start over Baker. That's a great decision. Huh? Who, Who said, said that? that? Look it up. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Look what true? up. What is there to look up? <laughs> when we was watching Hard Knocks. Sure, we was watching we, Hard Knocks. We, 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 we was like, yo, let Baker was cooking in Hard Knocks. Y'all didn't say let Baker start right what? away. Y'all, y'all was Baker a big... Was cooking in Hard Knocks. Don't was tell a, me what we y'all, said. You don't y'all even know. Y'all was big fans during it was the uh, the preseason when they was doing those little preseason games. And, I don't and, recall. And, and Tyrod was the name the starting QB. Y'all said that was a great veteran guy. Money Mayfield. Gang. Anyway... Uh, there was one more. Oh, um, Teddy Bridgewater is meeting with the Miami Dolphins tonight. Um, so we'll see how that ends up. Uh, he might be able to get the keys to that franchise. Nick Foles to the Jaguars. Nick Foles to the Jags. That was another Game big one. Shouts to my man Deshaun uh, Jackson, man. D Jacks back in Philly. Welcome home, King. You know, we appreciate you. We'll put him back there on, on some punt returns, you know, some joints like that. Another guy that could stretch the field. Carson could hit him on a D ball. Carson, you know, Carson has weapons now, so yeah. I mean, he just got to. Sure, sure, I mean, sure. Old, I don't know. Was he getting up and down like that still? Well, he did last well, year. He was bur- he burnt us last year, so <laughs> that's not hard to do. With first one of <laughs> with green hair. <laughs> Jay Mills, what up? <laughs> on, we man. still made the playoffs, same as y'all. So 
Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah you're cool. right. Cool. Cool. You're right. It's it it magic joint. It was cute. It's cute. Until um, Foles threw that pass to your 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 all time your all right. pro your um so Ronaldo Cristiano was it taxes, was it so, taxes? so Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo does it again um at this point his, his resume speaks for itself so he uh, currently plays for Juventus uh, he had a UEFA Champions League match against Atletico Atletico Madrid uh, they were down two nil on aggregate. Uh, so they basically were, uh, you know, they needed three goals in order to win in advance uh, going into the game. And Ronaldo scores a hat trick. You know, he, he whatever you need, he provides. Uh, he scored two uh, coming off of headers, and then he scored his third on a penalty kick, uh, basically uh, advancing Juventus to the quarterfinals. Um, and, you know. What, what more can be said? So if we're going to talk about Ronaldo, let's talk about Messi as well. Uh, Messi uh, scored a big bucket against two defenders. They have buckets um, in, in soccer? I, I don't know. Go on. <laughs> big time goals. Okay, there you go. Um, got them advancing in the championship league. Sure. So uh, I think that's the more prominent uh, league right now where he's doing he's, it at the biggest. The, the Champions League is the same league that Ronaldo did it in. They're playing the same league. Oh, you didn't say Champions League, but no, I, I said UEFA Champions League. UEFA, then, that's what I heard. Okay, okay. Well, all right. Well, you don't God, listen. To here we go. Man. Messi still gonna come out on top. The goat, the real goat. Ronaldo won like the last three Champions League. So, uh, oh, I'm sorry. What team was he on before when he won those? Real Madrid. Oh, got it. And they're eliminated, and he's not on that team no more. Right, so they're eliminated because he's not there. Do you understand that? I don't know. Did you see how you just made a no. point against yourself? No, no. That was so dumb. Because like, he hasn't won it with this team Ronaldo, yet. Ronaldo, okay. Has he won it with this team yet? But the, t- the team he moved to is still playing in the Champions League. Oh, so, so, so the old team got eliminated because he's not there. So, so you're just saying that he's such a crucial part of the team that they collapsed without him. So shouts to Ronaldo doing his thing. Uh, Serge Ibaka was throwing punches at who was it? Uh, Marquise Chris. Yeah. Um, they the Toronto Raptors were playing the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, they were getting blown out by like twenty. And uh, Marquise Chris and Ibaka, it looked like they were fighting for post position. Ibaka got knocked to the ground, and then Marquise Chris walks over him and kind of get, you know gives him a little stare down, and then walks away. Ibaka took exception to that, gets up. Uh, sort of chokes up Marquise Chris, and they both start swinging and throwing punches. I believe Serge Ibaka got ban- uh, um, suspended for a few games. Was it, was it three games? Yes, yeah, three games suspended, yeah. and Marquise got one. Yeah. So there was that. Um, for people that say there's no more fighting in basketball, no no brawls, people are too t- too soft. Um, you know, Ibaka is still throwing those. Uh, throwing those hands. They said he he's been in like mad fights, but still hasn't connected on a punch yet. So I don't know about his his uh, connection percentage. Yeah, yeah. And uh, March Madness is coming up uh, next week. Uh, any preview? Any selection Sunday? This Sunday. What, what are we talking? What are we th- thinking about uh, uh, March Madness? Uh, we got to see. I mean, well, last night uh, Gonzaga got upset in a conference. Yes, they did. They playing probably one of the uh, I don't know amongst I guess like the bigger name conferences is definitely at the bottom. Was it the WCC? The West Western West Coast, Coast Western, West Coast, yeah. Western West Coast Conference. Yeah, something like that. Conference. Trash. They got upset by St. Mary College in um, California. I believe. Now, is it me? But don't like St. Mary's College or like Old Dominion always plays like Gonzaga tough. Yes, they do. They, St. They Mary's do. Always, St. Mary's always plays Gonzaga tough. So I mean, I know it's an upset because of the ranking, but I I I think uh, 
St. Mary's got their number or they know how to play them well. So nah, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you don't want team in the nation. You got firepower, and they got they had a dude that just came back off an of injury like three weeks ago. Right. The number one nice. team by default. I'm just saying they the number one because every other team was losing. Oh yeah, no, they are. But I'm just saying they was number one team in the country. So I mean, I don't think they they seeding is going to change because of that. Um, yeah, they'll still probably still be, be number one, but uh, I don't think they'll be number one overall. Maybe. Um, after yeah, that. I think I'll probably go Virginia, then Gonzaga, then UNC, then Duke. It depends what happens in our tournament that uh, tomorrow is when because today they're playing like I know the quarterfinals are being no no not quarterfinals yeah, there's a, the quarterfinals are tomorrow but it's today's so, the so, so like what happens second round. so so if in, in what what scenario would the ACC impact or change those so teams around? Duke has potentially has the chance to play UNC in the semifinals gotcha and then Virginia if they win now in the finals okay so two teams that you just said are above them in number one ranking but just because so UNC beat y'all twice already though but we beat Virginia twice. So okay. there'll so, be a so, third so, win on Virginia, okay. and then a, a, a win during a big, the bigger scale game against a UNC team. Even still, I don't think that would put Duke at the overall number one. Why? I don't think in any scenario that would put that put them at that. Case. Beating two teams that are top. Uh, how about in the country? All, but you got to look at your whole resume. Y'all took a lot of L's when Zion was out. Exactly. So why wouldn't okay. we get it since he's back? And we beat two of the top teams but in the country. Your resume is still your resume. So what happens if Zion go down? Like you still got to look at this team can't do well so, without Zion. But I'm lost. So you you said you have your four teams. You have was Gonzaga, Virginia, UNC, correct? And you said probably said, said Duke. Yeah, he right. Said Duke. So so how why wouldn't we skyrocket against a Virginia? If we already beat them twice and then we beat them again in, in the championship of the Virginia's ACC. Virginia's proven consistent. Right. But we beat them. Now, I understand oh. you. But they've been proven consistent so, across right. the a whole body of work. But we only have five losses. They yep. have they have three. They have and y'all played two. Wake, just us? And y'all got okay. two. Be, y'all beat Wake Forest by one point. But like, we beat like them. the breath of your resume. We beat so, them. But, and they lost to Syracuse. They, they, in, in tournaments like this, they account for like style points, right? So like it's the same way like college football. If By you getting like 50-point wins or blowout wins, that counts toward... Your 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 style. But then they also look at head to head. So BPI sure. rankings, right? Sure. So they and, look. And UNC at, has two head to head wins against Duke. Right, but who's better team, Virginia or, or UNC? What do you mean? So Virginia beat UNC already. Okay. Beat them in I think it was a, a double digit game or no, it wasn't no double. Oh, was, well, okay. I don't they won, know. They, won, we, oh. they beat they beat us by they beat us by seven. Okay. They so seven. they beat them by seven, and if we if we're saying I, I said again the scenario is we beat UNC in the semifinals and then beat Virginia again. We're beating two teams that are ranked second and third in the the, the, the world right now, I, as well I, in the ACC tournament and winning and winning the ACC title. But winning the ACC title and beating two teams that are second and third doesn't That's skyrocket. True, but y'all, y'all in the last couple of weeks, y'all just was taking a lot of L's. You took two, two L's and a and a, a sloppy win over well, a bad. Watch team. this. So we also did it. Me and Brandon on the side. Uh, Duke played the most ranked teams this year. That's fine. One, uh, the only loss in the ranked opponents uh, out of conference was uh, Gonzaga. Uh, we beat uh, Auburn, uh, Kentucky, Indiana, Texas, Texas Indiana, Tech. Indiana well, it wasn't ranked, but Texas Tech, uh, Virginia twice being ranked. Uh, we did lose in conference to Virginia Tech that was ranked. Virginia Tech. And then UNC twice that was ranked. Oof. But, and they lost to Syracuse. Right. Oof. But other than that, uh, our wins that uh, we won kind of was uh, 
I think outweighs the, the uh, losses, I, man, I especially because so. the losses were getting ranked I, other than Syracuse. I think y'all get number two. I think, I, think I, I think y'all get number two overall seed. I agree. I think. I think. So I don't too. think. I don't think number one, but I think y'all would get number two in that type of situation. So who would get the one? So Gonzaga. Gonzaga would still be number one seed. You think? I bet like the overall one. I mean. I still think Virginia would get it. Virginia. I still think Virginia would get it. Beat them. I still think yes. Virginia gets Ooh. it. Because it's not about just against y'all. They're looking at it from, like I said, the whole body of work. So, but then what about with us winning against them and it's the ACC championship game? Does that put anything for winning the ACC? I don't think so. We'll I, don't, I don't know. We'll, yeah, I mean, we'll you have, that's, why, that's why we got a committee. But, no, uh, but I, I mean, but I mean, no, it's, it's still be an intriguing, intriguing situation. Now, do y'all think? Do y'all think that uh, ACC should have three, three number one seeds? Yeah. It's the, be, it's the best conference in America by far. Deserve it. Maybe they play the most I mean, I can't even make a, I can't make a case for anybody else because Kentucky and uh, Tennessee, they beat up on each other. Tennessee just lost to Auburn again. Yeah. Um, or not again, but they just lost to Auburn recently. Yeah. Um, LSU, I, I can't put them up there. They've come on strong as of late, but now, now that they... Situation, yeah, that situation starting to the whole come thing to... with uh, Will Wade yeah. and, and, uh, that, and that dude, uh, what's his name, Javante Smart, Javante I think. Smart, yeah. He's, he's nasty, too, but he he's, might be out. Um, so I, I wouldn't even know where to put them. But they started coming on strong later in the season. I don't know how they did early on, but um, I, I like them. But I still like to put them as a two-seed. I put the... Basically, almost the whole SEC, you know, LSU, Tennessee, Tennessee. and Kentucky, I put them all as maybe two seeds. And then Michigan State's probably the only other team you can probably State, think right. about. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. All right, yeah. No doubt. Yeah. But, uh, but anything else? I'm just happy Zion's back for the tournament. Uh, he will be making Bro, his comeback gonna, game we, we Thursday. We're going to see. We're going to see Against either Syracuse or I, I believe like Clemson. I think they play tonight. No, uh, so. no, it's Syracuse and because uh, Clemson, Clemson lost today to to NC State. Oh, never mind. Uh, Syracuse, Syracuse playing somebody. So. I think it's no, it's Syracuse and um, I don't know, not Notre Dame because we played a, it's a, I forget who they, I forget who they played, but it's Syracuse. Right. But it's Syracuse. That's right. Syracuse. That's, I'm I hope they to win so then we can clap them. You know, I don't know they. Don't well, know they beat they, us. They, we beat them already. No, so. y'all. Well, they beat y'all. And now here's my thing. beat them too. No, but they beat they beat y'all when they when they didn't have when y'all had Zion. Okay. So that's why that's why that's why that's And then we beat them the second time. I get you. But I'm just saying they Without beat them, them. But I but they beat you with Zion. That's what I'm trying to say. So then so you, so which so one's better? Which one's better? That's so. not saying it's better. I'm just saying that it's intriguing because they beat y'all when you have quote unquote y'all best player that was in that was still playing that game is what I'm trying and to say. We beat them without him. So yeah, but hopefully we play them. Hopefully UNC wins their game Thursday. Um then I wanna see them Saturday. Friday, Friday, Saturday, Friday, Friday this, Friday, this yeah. Saturday, the championship. Yeah. So, you got um, your broom, Brandon? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they can see that. Yeah, yeah, they can't. But, I mean, oh, they already got a broom, right? Because they swept us in a regular you, you season, right? That's a fact. Oh, okay. My boy, Kobe, my boy Kobe White's nasty. Big, big sweep. I don't care. Big sweep. I hope okay. so. Because He's nasty. What about Villanova? What are they doing? How are they doing? Won a conference. <laughs> Who they beat? They They won a regular season. We got a trophy. Beat out Marquette. Marquette lost. Like they were gonna win handily, but they just ended up losing the last four. Do you have a tournament they, play? Yeah, they start. They start. I think. Yeah. Oh, they so who, who do y'all play? We'll figure. It. We'll see. We'll oh yeah, no. Okay. Mind your business. He ain't following mind yours. That's crazy, mind. bro. Because the Big East ain't what it used to be. So that tournament's whack. So now. It's, <laughs> a, it's a whack tournament. Like it back when it was Georgetown, you know, Syracuse, like when. The big names was That's in crazy. it. That's crazy. Like ten years ago. Yeah, why, why? It, it was a lot of fun. It was pit. They said today was Kemba actually Walker, the anniversary. They're just trying to see my pit. I think fall. it was today or yesterday. It was the anniversary of that six OT game. Waller. That six OT game mm-hmm. between that, uh, oh, that was UConn, UConn and uh, Syracuse. Remember with Johnny Flynn? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, we're gonna get out of here. Appreciate y'all. What about your team? 
<laughs> My joys. Anyway, this is Yuppie Noir signing out. Baby, you get it.